everyone, and welcome to Conversation Guru. I'm Aliza Abramson with my co-host. Aru Sanchez, right here. And today we have actually a very interesting topic because a lot of people go online and they Google, okay, great conversation starters. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through three of the top conversation starters and say whether it's good, whether it's not good, when to use it, and when not to use it. I feel like we should do a series of videos where we take like the top top used conversation starters that we find on Google mm -hmm. and then we'll tell you guys if it's a good conversation yes or no and why if it's good when is the best time to use it when is not the best time to use it and what you can learn about the person using this conversation starter basically we're going to throw a lot of information at you guys and you guys this is your job to pay attention see which ones you rather use or not which one you feel more comfortable mm -hmm. and just listen to when is the best time to use it and guess what you got a great conversation starters that you can quote unquote put away in your pocket in your in your wallet and you can whip always it out whenever you want. whip it out here <laughs> okay so what's the first one that we found the first one we found is what three words best describe you Eldus, what three words best describe you I don't know. No, that's three words. I'm no, just hey. kidding. Okay. Now, so this is a very common conversation starter that people use with other people. And I understand why. It's because you get the other person engaged speaking about themselves. People love speaking about themselves. No matter if you're an extrovert or an introvert, mm -hmm. people just love speaking about themselves. They like to hear themselves speak because a lot of times people don't get the opportunity to say what they want to say or what they feel or what they think. So when you ask them, hey, what three words best describe you, right? You get them started, you get them to, to speak, you get them to engage with you. Now here's the thing, there's a couple problems with this. As humans, and depending on the situation, like a lot of times people, they probably use this on a date, mm -hmm. right? This is more more for social, more than to business. We do have a, a, a question that you could use for business, but it just it really depends on your personality and stuff. But once again, so a lot of times people are just going to, what's the word? They're going to, what's the big L word I'm trying to say? They're going to lie, basically. <laughs> people are going to lie. And the, the matter of fact is this, a lot of times there's something, us humans, we have something called self-serving bias, where we hype ourselves, we try to make ourselves better than what we actually are. So most likely the three words that they're going to describe themselves, a lot of times it was not with complete honesty. I'm not saying that every single person is going to lie and you're going to give you fake words or fake qualities that they have, but most likely they're going to be more inclined to not be that honest because they want to impress you or they want to look good or wherever the group, maybe there's a group surrounding you and you ask someone this question, it's a lot of social pressure pushing on them where they're going to have to revert to lying. I'm not saying always. Just sometimes. And also, a lot of times, if you, if you ask this, people will give you three words, and that's it. Because mm. maybe they're shy, they're an introvert, they don't know what else to say. Because it's, it's difficult to continue a conversation. Or there's even times where people feel uncomfortable when you're too direct. So it can be a little hard. Yeah. What, what, what's your opinion on this question, Aliza? Do you think it's effective or not, and why? I think it can be effective, but I actually think it's actually a lot of times not so effective it just depends on the circumstances you find yourself in. so i actually don't use this um prompt i guess exactly i change it a little bit i would say if your friends could describe you in three words what three words would they use 
Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I like to do this is because when you say like, well, how w- what three words describe you? You're asking them to tell you, what do I think of myself, right? Like mm-hmm. if Alice were to ask me, I have to say what my honest opinion of myself is. Now, I run the risk of sounding very, very arrogant, right? Conceited, yeah. Or very, very... Like, I, I, there's only two ways you can go. You can either be super arrogant or you could be super, like, you have no self-esteem. But if the person asks you a different variety, like, what do your friends say? You're not being considered like, well, my friends really like me, so they say X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, they like to mess with me, so they X, Y, and Z. But here's what you gain from asking this question, right? Mm-hmm. If I want to say, hmm, what does this person think of themselves? Or what do they think are their strengths or their weaknesses? I ask this question because they don't really know what their friends are going to say because they're not their friends, right? But they know what, their, what they think their friends think of them. So all of a sudden you get kind of like a window into, is this person insecure? Do they trust their friends? Do they not trust their friends? What do they see as their strengths? What do they see there as their weaknesses? So I like to use this when I'm like kind of not getting a grip on someone or like they seem really egotistical to me and I just want to make sure that what I'm picking up on is actually the truth. Um, or if there's something that I'm not seeing in this person. So I like to ask this to kind of give them kind of like an opportunity to change my opinion of them. Um, I wouldn't use this in the beginning of a conversation, guys, because it's a little bit of like a... Too much pressure on Yeah, it's like a, whoa, this is like too much. You have to start off with some small talk and you have to like get them to laugh a couple of times first. Then I slip this into conversation like... Uh, maybe like after talking to them for maybe like five ten minutes i'll start saying things like this but not right away first you want to start off with that small talk what do you think i think you can use this question depending on the person if they're very direct very like they're very confident man or woman whoever they are they're very confident in themselves and you can tell that because there's people who don't like to fancy around who don't like mm. the going around the bush and you know you know asking smaller questions to get to the point a lot of times there's some people who just want to get to the point ask me the hard questions let's get into a real conversation let's get at it but it's not everyone's like that so if you see that they're more like that aggressive type throw these at them and because sometimes these people like to be challenged and they see you like oh he's a i like how he or she challenged me or how they asked me this question and stomped me but it made me like think more or it made me want to really go deep into my conscience or subconscious and just really think of what do I think about myself mm-hmm. or what other people have said exactly so I just think depending on the personality they're more in the extroverted like more like to this type this could probably work much more effective with what Elisa mentioned what do your friends think of you? What three words would they describe it you? It completely changes how the person feels about the question. They don't feel attacked anymore. They feel more like, oh, okay, it's just a question. And I think this is also, you, this is a great question to get a quick analysis of the person, very quick. It doesn't give you a complete image, a complete image of who they are, but depending on the words they say and how they say it, you're like, okay, are they more on the positive side, more on the negative? Are they more mysterious? What words are they using and why? Mm-hmm. Look at the words that they're using and then see your environment. The environment and the words they're using a lot of times will match. Yeah. So if you're in a bad environment or too dark and they're going down that route and they're saying dark words or more negative things, you could probably think, okay, maybe they're insecure, maybe it's the environment. So you can always connect their mood with the environment. It's a great connection. Also, one other thing you can pay attention to is how long it takes them to answer this question. Do they like, move around like, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know. And like, they're looking for what, if they mess around a lot beforehand, chances are they're looking to see what you want to hear Mm. or what you would find acceptable. 
rather than what they actually think. Okay, cool. All right, let's go to the second question. Question number two. Uh, what is your idea of the perfect date? This is mm. definitely social. This oh, is yeah. definitely social. I mean, don't um, ask like, don't <laughs> ask this on an interview. No. Or maybe if you're like at a networking event with professionals, maybe it's like after hours, maybe. But this, it's, it's, it's interesting because everyone has a different idea of what a perfect date is. Maybe more people are more for the cliche, you know, going out to eat, mm -hmm. going walking down the beach, riding a horse. Maybe for some other people, it's like, oh, going to the wax museum and, and studying cockroaches or, or climbing trees or hiking. So based on this answer, you can tell you can tell if this person has had a lot of love adventures in the past. Are they more brand new to this? Are they not so brand new? Mm -hmm. They probably don't even know what they like. So if they don't even know what they like when it comes to romance and stuff like that, then you can sort of think, do they know what they truly want in life or in other aspects of their life? Are they more of an adventure type of person? They're more cliche, are they more laid back? Just by asking this one question, and when you ask them, make sure that they actually paint a picture. They paint a scenario, a situation. And when they're doing it, ask them more questions like, okay, and how big are the flowers? Or what kind of, what kind of meal are you talking about here? Or where's this beach at? Or how's the weather? The more details you can get, Yes, it's based on what they're imagining of a perfect date. You can also see, have they had this perfect date or close to it? Have they been disappointed by love or not? Or are they just being cliche because they've gotten this from the movies? Maybe it was the way they were raised and the way they see love is more, is more, more conservative or is it more liberal? There's so many little things that you can see. You cannot, I'll tell you one thing, you will not be able to see Everything, like based on this one question, you will not be able to see a whole bunch of things in a grand scale, but you, you'll be able to get a little hints here and there, and you, you gotta piece them together. So I actually have a completely different perspective on this question than you do. Interesting, okay. I How use so? this, like if I'm just talking with friends and we're just talking about this, then I don't try to get too much information out of like friends from this, because this is just like hanging out. Like if, I would never ask this to, to Let's start over. If I'm just hanging out with friends, then it's just like to hang out with my friends and I I'm agree. not looking to gain anything. I use this a lot, flirting wise, right? Where I want to kind of communicate my interest to someone um, and they seem like a little bit more shy. What I would do is I'd start a conversation with them pretty casual and sometimes guys can be a little bit shy, right? And um, especially if you're like a more confident woman, you have to like kind of like let them know like it's okay you can ask me out things like that um so what you do is i would say like hey what's the idea, your idea of the perfect date i'm curious and then as they start to say things if you want to build up like that confidence that they should ask you you're like you know that sounds great i would love if someone took me out to that and like kind mm. of set it up for them like like wow and you know like that would be great also because you could do this after and like you just seem super excited about what they're saying it gives them kind of like the confidence to be like oh wow, maybe I can ask her out. Oh wow, maybe we can do this. So that's one. So if I'm talking to someone who's maybe a little bit more shy, mm -hmm. I would use this to kind of give them that confidence to ask me out. I might also use it if, <laughs> this one's probably not the best way to use it, but sometimes I have to. If I'm talking to a guy who's like super conceited, right? And like, I'm not like trying to flirt with them or anything, but like this guy is like a womanizer and he's like saying like, oh girls, blah, 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 things like that. 
Mm. What I'll do is I'll ask this and then I cut down what he's saying. I was like, mm. really? That's what you do? And girls like that? Are you sure? I'll do stuff like that to kind of like get their ego down just a little bit. So those are the two scenarios that I really use this question. Well, three scenarios. With friends just hanging out, trying to get someone who's a little bit shy, like give them the validation to go and ask you out. Um, or if someone's a little bit more conceited and I want to bring them down. Gosh. Bring their ego down. Just Come a down. little bit. Because I wouldn't do that if you're trying to be like a really good person. But I think I love that, the fact that you, that, uh, you and also I've seen a lot of women who do this where they, they'll throw these hints out. They'll ask this question because they're putting like little stepping stones for the guy to walk on and eventually ask them out or go hang out or whatever the case is. Because a lot of times guys are shy and it's hard to ask a person out, to ask a woman out or whatever mm -hmm. the case is and it's difficult. So if the person can set it up for them, then all they have to do is step on it and then little by and little follow those instructions. Follow the instructions and bing bada boom, you got something and it's just that simple. Yep. So I think that was good. Now we're gonna go over the third and last question for this video, which is, uh, what, 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 what is it? What were you really into as a child? So I love this question. I think this is such a phenomenal question. I mean, maybe you can reword it. Maybe not say, well, what were you into as a child? Or like, maybe you could, you can even ask, you can play around with the question and say, what are your best memories from, from your childhood? But the main focus is childhood because as I once read a study where they said the first nine years of your life is super important. It builds and it creates a pathway for how you're going to think, react, behave, and just feel in the future. Not for everything, but a lot of times in the first nine years, you build, you start to build your identity, your persona, your ability to think. Mm -hmm. And based on that, you do certain things when you get older, based on what happened in the first nine years. Mm -hmm. So you find out maybe what experiences they went through, traumatic experiences, did they have an accident, did they have a loving parent? That's actually a very huge one. I love to find out how was, this, how was their relationship with their parents? Mm -hmm. Was it abusive? Were they like decent? Were, were the parents really loving? Did they take, really take care of them? Were they really always there for them, right? I need to know how their childhood was so I can have a better idea of how they actually are now. Mm -hmm. Now, just because you a couple experiences they tell you from your childhood, it doesn't mean you're gonna know everything about them right now or how they're behaving because there's a possibility maybe they went to therapy maybe they're working on themselves right now maybe they don't remember a lot of things maybe they lost their short-term memory who knows right but the point is that I want to know what happened to them and especially the ones I really focus on I like to know what traumatic experiences had because maybe it can lead to what phobias they've had now they have now what phobias what are they really scared of or insecure about? And a lot of times, the way, and you, you back me up on this, Aliza, the way a parent, a mother or father raises you, right? If they were very harsh on you, always beating you and always saying you weren't that good, you're gonna build that in your head saying, I'm not that good of a person or I'm not that smart. And you're always gonna try to prove to yourself and to your parents which can lead to other people that you're always trying to prove yourself and always trying to up somebody. And you're like, why do I always want to up someone? Why do I always want to like prove that I'm the best, right? It's because of what happened to you the first nine years. It was what happened to you as a child. Mm -hmm. And then you can see this and then you can see their past, their childhood and see how hard is it going to be to fix or maybe it's not going to be so hard to fix. Mm -hmm. But it, it really depends on your, how you, who your parents were, how they raised you and what culture. Basically those three together. 
Um, so what you're saying about the first nine years, there's definitely a lot of research backing up that those formative years have a huge impact on you. There's a big debate about nature versus nurture. Like, mm. is it like you're just born certain ways or do you learn them? Um, so there's a huge debate out there. Most people agree that it's a combination of the two where it's a little bit your nurturing and a little bit how you're actually just like the qualities inside you inherently. Um, there are some people who say it's only one, only the other. Um, but I love how you do this to kind of figure out what their childhood was like. It's very yes. interesting. I actually do it and I'm looking for a little bit different information. The first thing I'm looking at is do they view their childhood as a positive or negative experience because, mm-hmm. or neutral, right? Some people would be like, I don't know, I was into stuff, you know? In which case, it was neutral, right? Um, if they say like, oh man, those were the best. I used to do this, I used to do that, and my family this, my family that, they had a positive experience. Versus if it was negative, I don't want to talk about it. That type of thing, right? Um, so first of all, you can see that. The second thing I like to check is, does this person like their life better now or like it better then, right? The person who goes back and is like, wow, those times were so good. I wish my life was like that right now, blah, blah, blah. All those things, they're living in the past a little bit because they're seeing their past as being better than their present. Whereas someone says, like, they just seem like happy, like, yeah, I had a great childhood. I had a great family. They raised me well. They taught me all the values I hold now. If they keep bringing it back to the present, all the things that they bring back to now, then that shows that they don't see their past as like, some distant dream that they had in the past, right? It's Mm. something that's continuing now and they're enjoying their life now as well. So this tells me actually a lot about their present life right now. Like, do they have a good relationship with their family? Are they moving forward with their life? Um, So those are like the two deeper things that I go for. But I also like to just like bring them down memory lane a little bit and reminisce a little bit with them because it's a good bonding experience because um, people like to think back on good times, right? And when you give someone this opportunity and then they have these like warm, cuddly memories and then you show you also have these warm, cuddly memories, it's a good bonding point to say like, oh wow, we come from the same type of thing, you know? Even if it was a little different, you can always find something you had in common. Those are like the type of things that I look for when I'm asking this question. All right, I think we hit it. Yeah. I think we hit it. So I think in summary, I personally believe the childhood question and the perfect date are actually better questions than... Give me three words to describe you. I would say the opposite. Really? Yeah. The childhood one I use, but the three perfect ones, I use the three words to describe you way more. It gives me so much more information about the person. Wow. So we're looking at it from very different perspectives. I'm doing wrong. All these questions are good. They're all good. I personally think that describe you, it's more for social, obviously. It can be used for, for networking. It, I, I, I definitely professionally. Yeah, you definitely can. The perfect day, definitely more social. And the last one, which was uh, the childhood, I definitely love to use that one professionally. Networking, it's I love it. All about what works with your personality and how you slide things into the conversation, guys. That's it. Any last words, Elisa? Use them, guys. Yes, guys. Please follow us. Comment on this video subscribe to our channel it really helps us to continue doing more of these videos to give as much as the best content as we get as we can as we can and comments questions we love those guys send them our way send them we're waiting we're waiting for them we are ready for them guys thank you guys so much and of course till next time